Hey everybody, you remember when you were a kid or at any time really, when you go to your local diner for breakfast, and if you go there often enough, you see, you know, those same old guys sitting in the corner, and I remember when I was a kid, I used to kind of snicker at them, but I want to tell you, they got it right. All right, hey, welcome again, uh, Scar Tissue fans, uh, welcome to the first iteration of what I'm going to ca uh, call a flashbang. Um, flashbangs are going to be a little bit different. We're not going to have a guest on. It's just going to be you and me. And I'm going to talk to you about items that I'm passionate about. Okay. And today we're going to talk about you know, the power of connection. Uh, this year has been really reinforcing the need and criticality, at least to me, uh, about maintaining those connections. Uh, throughout your life, um, I remember when I was first uh, when I retired from the Navy and I had my retirement speech, and um, I was trying to figure out what I was going to talk about. And you know, I got some great advice from some great mentors. And one of the things was, hey, just you know, give your top ten you know life lessons learned, which really you know kind of you know in a proud way inspired me to go with uh, what we you know, go by within uh, scar tissue is, you know, in, if you really want to know the road, inquire of those who have traveled it, our Japanese proverb. And so life lessons to me are invaluable. And so, you know, Moleskin, you guys, if you've been around, see me long enough, uh, one of my coworkers calls it the black book of death. I don't know why. <laughs> There's good stuff in here. Um, I, had a, I had my life lessons that I wrote down from my retirement speech. And I think over the next few iterations of these flashbangs, I'm going to go over, you know, one of these each time. And, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, the first one in there was read the Declaration of Independence and the Federalist Papers. You got to know, you know, where, what you're fighting for. Um, what we're going to talk about today, though, is number eight, and that is nurture your relationships. And what I mean by that is going to the power of connection. Um, I say that as a self-described introvert and a a long-time loner. I'm born and raised in, uh, in rural, and I mean rural Arizona, both the deserts in the southwest and also the mountains of Arizona. And so growing up, I never really put a lot of, a lot of criteria or a lot of um, uh, just any time into really maintaining you know, friendships. I had a lot of great friends, but it just uh, it really wasn't a focus of mine until as I'm getting out of the Navy you lose your support system. Um, you really got to, it, it reinforced the need for me to take a, a relook at that. And so um, this year has been really powerful. And I want to kind of go over three things that happened to me this year. Hopefully it resonate with you and helpfully inspire you to get back to your connections as well. Um, first one, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's been 35 years since I graduated U.S. Naval Academy. 35 years. And what our, my, my company, 33rd Company, has been doing over the last couple of years, um, uh, Tony, uh, a good friend of mine, Tony, he got us into a Zoom call um, every month for the last year or so, especially right after COVID. And it's been invaluable catching up with my company mates, guys I hadn't seen in you know, 30 plus years. And now we make that connection and have that virtual coffee shop experience that those old guys had and just supporting each other. Um, getting back to my reunion this year, um, it was probably the most powerful one I've seen because it's the first time I went to, uh, they have, they have a, a chapel ceremony. We've had 
two people uh, within my company, and a third that was a really good friend of mine pass away of, of various things, either training accidents, um, you know, cancer, uh, other illnesses. But, you know, one thing that I've, as, you know, philosophically, I've gotten a really deep dive into Stoicism, and, you know, Marcus Aurelius talks about um, contemplate death. And I mean that in a good way. It's one of those things we all got to, we have a finite time on this planet. And this is the first time I finally, I guess, made, faced my own fears and went into uh, the, the chapel ceremony. And it's something with everybody else as well. I mean, our, our, one of our classmates, he was a chaplain given the service. And he stood up in front of everybody. If you've ever been to the Naval Academy Chapel, it's huge. You can hold 4,000 people. And he stood up and you can see the kind of the, pleasure but shock of pleasure in his face he goes i wish you guys could see this and we all kind of looked back and the whole thing was filled it would our, our whole class about a thousand people and their you know spouses included uh, were in there filling it to pay the respect to our classmates who have given that you know that final sacrifice and so that service uh those zoom calls um just reconnecting with people that you don't normally connect with on a daily basis just re reignited um in my mind and in my heart the power and the passion that you need to have that, those connections and make just to make life kind of worthwhile right um this is kind of been a trifecta for things so that was the first reunion the second reunion um i'm probably gonna i'm gonna get a little bit on, on my soapbox here but a second reunion was for uh my second tour in afghanistan the unit that i was in charge of uh let's just say the, the withdrawal from afghanistan did not go over well with us <laughs> um i know a lot of people that were involved in that and at some point, this country, I, I don't want to see it go the way the Vietnam debacle went. And that's kind of where it's going right now. So, again, I'm going to get a little, little bit uh, kind of on my soapbox here for a second, so forgive me. But the reason we had this reunion is because all of us that were involved in Afghanistan, I had tears in my life there. And uh, we all, you know, at, when the withdrawal happened, I thought I was going to handle it better internally than I did, but we didn't. And that's what inspired us to do the reunion but getting back right quick to accountability at some point this country has got to hold those responsible accountable for the debacle that happened and so keep the pressure on we you know shout out goes to all those groups that got people out um i'm going to talk about one of them here in a minute um but we got to hold some people accountable so for what it's worth okay getting back to my reunion we I uh, got a friend, uh, my, uh, the guy that relieved me um, when, I, when I transferred out, I got a call from him. Again, connections, right? And he goes, Wes, we're looking at doing a reunion for the unit. And I was like, well, where are you going to do it? He's like, we think in Mayport Naval Station. <laughs> I hadn't been there uh, since I was a, 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 a soft, a go, an incoming sophomore at the Naval Academy. It was our, our summer cruise. We're down in Mayport. And it's about four hours drive from where I live right now. And so I said, sure. Um, of the various iterations of that unit that we had, we uh, um, had about probably 50 total U.S. people involved and about 20 showed up, which is really cool. And what really made it the cherry on top of the cake was our interpreter. I don't want to say his name because I don't know who's chasing him still. But let's just say I trust that guy 
with my life more than just about anywhere, anyone else on this planet. He did some amazing stuff for us. And fortunately, we, we got him out long before the debacle happened um, with the withdrawal. Uh, so he, he is now a U.S. citizen. And for him to come back and reconnect with us was invaluable. And so now I'm, I got his email, I got his phone number. And so we're going to talk on a regular basis. But again, the healing that went on uh, just to you know, vent your frustration, but also just express your love for your brothers um, that worked there. I tell you what, the connections we had and the, the love we displayed down there was just tremendous. And you can't, you can't ignore that. All right. Last but not least, um, the last thing that happened, again, this has been a great trifecta to really reinforce the value of connections. Um, a lot of you may know, some of you may not know, but uh, I, I'm a co-founder for uh, the Stand Up Veterans Foundation nonprofit. Our core mission is to introduce the power of the ocean and the joy of learning to surf on a stand-up paddleboard. Uh, we do it in a great place called Punta de Mita, Mexico. It's about 40 minutes north of Puerto Vallarta. Um, and while the power of the ocean and, and surfing are the core tenets of it, we also do in, uh, or it, you know, we include bowl meditation therapy. We include uh, hydrotherapy, massage. We uh, uh, conduct other just thought discussions. We have um, mobility and flexibility so that old guys like me don't break too much when we go out and go surfing. It's about, it's about six hours a day of surfing. We have world champions that are, are incredible instructors. And we've had five, five iterations now of the retreat. And we just held one just last November. So reconnecting down there with the vets this time, um, we're getting a whole lot of frogmen. So that's been really cool seeing my SEAL brothers come down with us. Uh, but I, I want to specify two things other than, than my, my SEAL brothers on this. Um, one was a coworker of mine, a former Marine Corps Sergeant Major. And uh, we as a company, uh, CAVU, ha have uh, expressed support for SUP veterans. And so we, we sponsored one of our guys, one of our own, to go down there to be a participant. Now, uh, Brett is a former Marine Corps Sergeant Major, like I said. He's also never served. And as he would put it, um, or I described him as, you know, all of us are, none of us are antiques yet, but we're definitely vintage. And uh, Brett's like, yeah, I'm a little bit out of shape, Wes. I'm not sure I can go down there and do what you need to do. And I'm like, Brett, relax. It's not about the surfing. It's about, it is about the ocean, but it's more about the camaraderie, uh, the connection, and being physically exhausted also lets you, you know, let down your hair a little bit, breaks down the walls, and you start sharing your experiences with people who have done the same thing. And I cannot express enough how valuable, how, again, just the sheer love that you start having for your brothers and sisters um, and just reconnecting with life. Uh, another part of that thing that we do down there is we have a paddle out. Um, when we do the paddle out in, in, in surf culture, it's, to, it's basically to express uh, a celebration of life for those who have passed. Um, for in this iteration, we all decided to have our own. We're going to express our, our love for someone personal to us. Uh, for me, I chose my dad and I chose my sister. 
Um, the reason I chose my dad uh, in November, that was the uh, 16th anniversary of his passing. Um, he was 73 when he passed, way too young, um, but cancer is cancer and it does what it does. But I hadn't had a chance in a long time uh, just to say hi and, and love you, dad, and just express my, my joy for that. Just as importantly, maybe more importantly for my healing, though, was my sister. Um, she struggled with, probably the smartest person I, I've ever known, but she struggled with uh, um, addiction throughout her life. And when she left this life, I never had a chance to say goodbye to her. Um, kind of setting the scene a little bit, we get on the beach way early in the morning, so it's pitch black dark. And I, just to kind of emphasize the power of the ocean. I was in tears. I was bawling my eyes out. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about my sister in a long time. And, uh, and paddling out in the dark, you know, people are, are trying, you know, we're, we're trying to keep everything, everybody together. You know, we're in the ocean. Um, waves are coming in. And you don't, you forget that people like, like Brett, like I mentioned before, had never been on a surfboard before. And, and you can't see the waves coming in. And you got to get people up and over. And you know, it, looking back on it, it's kind of funny, but it is, uh, you forget about people who don't be, are not in the ocean that much. Um, but we get out to where we needed to be. And I, I mean, I was in tears throughout, but what that allowed me to do was forgive my sister. Right? And forgiveness, in, for me, was just another way to connect. And it was the best thing I could have ever done. And so keep that in mind when you're, when you're trying to, go through life and, and uh, make it happen. And the power of forgiveness, man, I tell you what, it, it's something else. So that was, the, that was the SUP veterans. Now kind of rounding this out and, and coming, to a, coming to an end here, um, I want to talk about, I, mean, I, I don't know how many of you have ever heard of Inky Johnson. Uh, be, in the business I'm in with uh, human performance and motivational speaking and, and public speaking, uh, he's one of the best out there, in my opinion. Uh, if you don't know him, uh, Inky Johnson was a former college player at the University of Tennessee. Um, he had a, a, a career-ending um, hit in 2006. Uh, he, what he did, though, was he, he's, a, he's amazing, but he focused on motivational speaking and if you ever you know, do yourself a favor, just Google it and, and take a look at one of his videos. If you ever think you are having a bad day, Inky Johnson is going to get you out of that, right? But one of the things that he talked about, and one of the most profound things I thought he ever said was, if it's all about you and you go through life thinking it's all about you, at some point, you're going to meet something or someone that's tougher than you. You're going to meet someone or something that's tougher than you. And unless you have, in my opinion, unless you have that tribe or the bigger, he, he was about the bigger picture, about the process. And I, I include the, your tribe, your circle of friends as part of that. That's your support group. That's your, that are the, those are the people that are going to get you through those tough times and you think you can't go any further. And so remember that. That's the whole value of these connections is to make sure that when you do meet that something or someone that's going to kick your ass, you kick its ass. And it's because what we say down there with the SCP veterans, it's not about, you know, not just about living for today. You know, that's cool and all, but you got to look for a reason to live tomorrow. And that's what your friends do. So going forward, 
What do I suggest? <laughs> I suggest finding your tribe, finding your circle of friends that are going to be there for you. You know, for me, one, it's my family. Okay. Two, it's going to be my SCP Vets tribe. Three, it's going to be my SEAL brothers. You know, four, five, and six, you got coworkers, you got friends that are across the globe. The one thing that Wesley's got to work on, though, is that local breakfast group. Okay. And that to me, again, when I see him, I, I'm kind of jealous. I had a, had a, I climbed Mount Whitney when I was 52. It was really cool. It was one of the, one of those, you know, last minute kind of things. I had, I got a, a permit, was able to go. And uh, it was just me. I just, I just uh, had, had time off and went in and just, and, and went up for a couple of days and uh, hit the, hit the trail. Um, if you don't know where Mount Whitney, it's the lowest, high, low, our highest peak in the lower 48, about 14,500 feet. Um, and just a fun climb. Well, I got to the top of that mountain and there's a little, uh, a force service shack up there in case you know, for, for the guys that maintain the trail, uh, they can get out of the, out of the weather that way. Um, anyway, so you go in there and you can sign the book that you, you summoned in Mount Whitney. And when I went in, inside, there's this group of about nine people. Uh, they were, uh, Youngest was 69. The oldest was 82. Um, of that group, six of them were female. And they had been on the John Muir Trail, which is going from Yosemite all the way down to the Whitney Portal, Mount Whitney Portal there where I was at. Uh, it takes about two weeks to do. They had been on the trail for 18 days. So think about that. You have a 69-year-old to an 82-year-old uh, person on the, the high route, the John Muir Trail, I think is pretty much over 10,000 feet for most of it, of the 250 plus miles of it. And they've been on that trail for 18 days. And on the end of the trail, they decided to climb the highest peak in the lower 48 just to end the day. And I looked at them, I'm going, that is the tribe I want to have. That's my breakfast group. Okay. And so you all need to find that. At least that's you know, my recommendation. That's what Wes is going to do. And yeah. Got to get it done. Well, that's all we got for today, folks. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, give me, drop some comments in the box down there. Let you know, let me know what you think. Because, you know, I got a lot of, uh, like the, the whole scar tissue uh, philosophy, I got a lot of it. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm hoping to share with you some of these things. One, to get to know me better and have my viewpoint but also just to help y'all out. That's what it's all about. We can share the knowledge. Um, we can uh, come together a as a tribe and we can get each other through. Uh, and not only, not only, you know, it's all about not surviving life. It's really about thriving. So let's help each other thrive. All right. All right. That's all I got for you. Take care. And uh, we'll see you on the next iteration of, of Scar Tissue and Flashbangs. Have a great day.